don't know about you, mate, but we should probably change the intro song to Glamorous by Fergie because uh, this place is something else. First class, <laughs> up in the sky, I'm in the fast lane, <laughs> living my life. It's like the glamorous. Ooh, the glamorous, glamorous. <laughs> You've outdone yourself this time. This is incredible. This is a huge upgrade on the cabins. We're here in Dubai Marina. How do you land up at this place? Mate, this is what you call hustling, bruv. So um, I, it's, it's weird because like with Dubai, um, because there's so many like posh hotels and high-rise apartments, um, they're actually quite cheap to get like a, an apartment to rent. Um, and it was funny because um, when we got this place, um, I explained to the guy, the guy wanted to know who we were, blah, 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 what we're doing. So I said, oh, you know, it's me and my mate have come out, blah, blah, it's a triple lifetime out here for the World Cup. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. He's like, oh, by the way, because you're coming out for the World Cup, I'm going to need to charge you another 600 odd pounds. And I was like, absolutely not. I was <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, we'll cancel the booking. So he's like, oh, okay, okay. You can have it for the original price. So no, we got a really good deal. It's great. Yeah, looking at this view, it's incredible. So it's just the, the marina. Ex explain to this, mate, because I, I don't know anything about Yeah, Dubai. so what it so is is... What so do I see right now? Um, so we're down by um, Jumari Beach, um, and so we're just off Jumari Beach. You've got the Dubai Marina, um, which is where we are. Um, so it's like a, a man-made marina. So you've got a massive shopping centre um, just down there, the Dubai Marina Mall. Um, it's a really, really nice part of town, actually. Um, it's, it's really chilled, really relaxed. There's lots of good places to eat and drink around here. Um, uh, yeah, and shopping as well. No, it's a really lovely spot. I really like it. Uh, brilliant, mate. Right, uh, so we just got off the plane um, after a busy day <laughs> watching our teams play. Um, the start off with England and Iran. Uh, that was the first game. Your first ever World Cup game, mate. Yeah, yeah first World How Cup How was game. the experience? Um, it was all right, mate. It was really good. I think it was, it was a great game. Loved the game. It was a bit of hassle getting into the ground. I think that sort of took the edge off the experience a little bit. So... Um, <laughs> It's a nightmare, nightmare getting into the ground. Um, night, everything was just a logistical nightmare, really, in terms of tickets, trying to access the ground, the whole, whole shebang, really. So, um, but that aside, that was a great game. Oh, go into depth, bro, about the, the issues we had with tickets. So, so basically, um, the game kicked off at four o'clock. Um, and as we're going out to the stadium, we realised that, our tickets, it's all electronic tickets that they hadn't loaded. So it said, you know, your ticket well, should, it should have activated at one o'clock. Come one o'clock, it hadn't activated. And then I thought, okay, let's just get out to the ground. Trying to get out to the ground was a bit of a nightmare because they didn't shut the road. So we got dropped off on the side of the highway and then had to walk around the side of the highway for about a mile and a half to try and get into the ground. And then when we got to the ground, it was just carnage, um, absolute carnage. Because our tickets wasn't working, there's no information on how to get it on, blah, blah, blah. There's just people everywhere. It was just, it was a complete and utter joke. And then Edzie was worried because the ticket, because I'd bought it off a guy, it wasn't in my name. So I'd, he transferred it to me. So he's worried that I might not get in on it. So there's all of that sort of stress. And so when we turned up, it was like, okay, well, our tickets aren't working. Like they said, oh, well, we'll email something to you. Nothing turned up. <laughs> and then luckily, we ended up going to this little hut. Um, and as soon as you go to the hut, it's like the the the, the, the Wi-Fi centre for the Bluetooth, and then bing, your tickets get activated. But no word of a lie, I think it took us an hour and a half to get into the grounds. 
despite all of that, we got into the stadium because um, there was a big, you know, um, a big talk around this World Cup about, you know, your name has to match your ticket yeah. and the high icon and all this stuff. So you've proved that myth busted. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got in someone else's name. Um, but yeah, as soon as you got in, mate, because um, you had a better seat than me, mate. Yeah, so I was in the England supporters section um, and it was interesting. Like, I'll be honest with you, I think it's been a subdued atmosphere at all the games because I think for British fans anyway, or English and Welsh fans, it's like, you know, we're used to having a bit of a drink, right, and all of that stuff, and that sort of brings the noise levels up. Whereas I think, obviously, the Qataris have missed a massive trick here with the alcohol. I mean, I was chatting, I, met, I bumped into someone from who works at Budweiser, and he said that... Um, they're going to sue them. Well, they're going to sue them seventy-five million pounds, which is what they paid for the sponsorships, and then they're going to sue them another hundred and fifty million pounds in lost sales. Yeah. Um, so I think FIFA is going to have a massive lawsuit on, on, on their desk there. Um, so, but yeah, it's a bit of a, when I got into the concourse, it's just a bit of a subdued atmosphere, to be honest with you. I mean, like usually the concourse is bouncing, it was rocking. None of that really. It was quite just like I said, very subdued. Um, got a couple of pints of. Budweiser zero, um, and then into the into the grounds. Um, not the best stadium I've ever been to, to be honest with you. Um, the Kalipa Stadium. No, nah, it was just it's it's got a massive running track around the outside. You're too far from the pitch. For saying that, obviously the stadium is quite modern. Um, but the worst, well, I'm not going to say the worst part about it is, like I said, is um, you know you, you get in the ground and it's just the service horrendous it takes you forever to try and get a beer or, 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 or a non-alcoholic beer or water and so but it was nice i bumped into my good mate tom smith so he he's a diehard england home and away goes everywhere watching england so i was able to catch up with him had a bit of a chat and then yeah obviously um you know game started had the anthems and then kicked off i thought the first 15 20 minutes england were a bit subdued and then clicked into gear and then you know, a couple of goals. I mean, the one thing we have to talk about, though, is the Iranian time wasting. I thought that was a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. Well, the goalkeeper at the start. Just, yeah, everything. Yeah. Trying to time waste from, you know, the first first, first second. I think that's just a joke. What was the stoppage time then? It was 10 minutes in the first half and then nine minutes in the second, oh, really? second half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your thoughts on the England fans then? Um, like I said, I thought seven out of 10. I think um, it's tough because a lot of our diehard fans who go home and away haven't come so a lot of expats um i thought yeah we did we did make a bit of noise um but like i said i think now cold in the stadiums the volume levels are never going to be the same do you know what i mean yeah uh, never the same as a normal england away game um, or home game but um yeah i thought the fans obviously fair play to everyone who's traveled um but uh yeah fair play to everyone who's traveled is good effort but yeah not quite the, the normal atmosphere um but still i think you know did make a good effort. Yeah, I was impressed with the aircon in the stadium. That was sick. Yeah, I, I turned around because I was like, I was up in the, the nosebleeds, and there was a big, like, massive, like, vent behind me. <laughs> we, we were getting too cold, really. Yeah, because of the whole issues before that game, I was scared missing Wales. So yeah. I thought I had to leave at halftime. I needed to go back to the cabins and have a shower and just like chill out for a bit because mm-hmm. that was a bit stressful. It was, it was stressful. Oh, yeah, it's mad. Because we had no idea if we are going to get in. Yeah, that. yeah, of course. Yeah, I think a lot of the England fans like, were coming in oh, late. A lot of them missed out. A right? lot of them missed, yeah. A lot of them didn't get in until like five, ten minutes after kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse than missing the anthem, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was great. Great. I mean, obviously, I was smack bang in the middle of the England supporters section, so that was fantastic. Um, there was a lot of hassle in the ground, though, with like a lot of Iranian protests. Like, you had 
around us, like, and fair play to the England fans, we sort of told the stewards to sort of jog on because a lot there were a couple of Iranians in our section and they were holding up stuff, you know, oh, yeah. protesting about women's rights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then here, yeah. security were trying to move them on, but obviously we sort of said, you know, just leave them alone. And it's just, it was a bit much, to be honest with you, but it is what it is. Yeah. But 6 2, good win. It's a good win, yeah. I think we clicked into gear, didn't we? I think between sort of minutes 30 and, and, and 70, we were just sort of fourth gear, awesome. Rolls-Royce uh, football. Um, you know, Saka scored an absolute belter. Mm-hmm. I thought um, Sterling had a great game. Uh, Kane was good. So it was just, it was fantastic. So I thought it was really, really good performance. Yeah. Did the job nicely against Iran. Yeah, I think it was your first win in six games, right? First win in six games. I think what, no, I mean, Again, what annoys me of England is you've got a lot of people who pop out of the woodwork for the tournaments, World Cup or Euros. A lot of people don't watch us in the qualifiers and, you know, whether that's um, All Nations League or the friendlies. We've been awful. We've literally, been, post the Euros, we've been absolutely awful. Got relegated from the Nations League. You know, losing to teams like Hungary. Yeah. You know, it's just been crazy. I mean, the best result we had recently was a 2-2 in, against Germany at Wembley, um, which, was, which was good. But, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's good. It's good. It was, it, was, it was a good game. It was a great game. Um, but I just think, yeah, the, all the bollocks of the ticketing sort of took it took a few points down, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And we moved on to the next game. So we went to Wales on the same day. So fair play, mate. You went to two games that yeah. day. Uh, what's your thoughts on Ben Ali? Really like I like Ben Ali. It reminds me a lot of the Europe, some of the European stadiums I've been to where it's really enclosed. It's not a bad seat in the house. Again, the thing which really annoys me about the stadium, though, the service is shocking. So... We got into the ground. I think the game was a ten o'clock kickoff. We're in the ground by nine o'clock, uh, in our seats by nine o'clock. Oh, but they gave up, they gave up on the ticket then. Didn't they, they did, yeah. yeah. They emailed us. Yeah, the steam emailed us. But what annoyed me so much <laughs> is we got into the ground at nine o'clock. I said, "All right, Eddie, do you want a drink?" Yeah, blah blah. I said, "Go get a drink." So I got in the. It took me and it, it, a ten person, a ten person, as in like I was number ten in the queue. It took them thirty-five minutes for me just to get two non-alcoholic beers. It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. It really is disgraceful. You know, it's, I thought that was just a joke. So I didn't get back to the seats until nine nine forty five. Uh, so so ten forty five. You got in just before the anthem. Yeah, nine forty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just before the anthems, you got in. No, they ain't got a clue what they're doing. There's been no readiness, none of that sort of stuff. It's just shambolic. Yeah, talk about the pre made stuff. So right, you go to football in in England or whatever. It's like all the food is pre pre made. Like the beers, it's all pre pulled. Yeah, they're like, it's like McDonald's. They're trying to make everything. You can't do that in a stadium. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, there's no queue just for drinks only. It's all, you're all mashed in with food or whatever together. It's just shambolic. Yeah. It's absolutely shambolic. It's disgraceful. I mean, and the problem is, it's like, and this is what FIFA has really annoyed me, is that countries like England, we do this every week. We have 50,000 state people, 6,000 people at a stadium every week. So for us, it's not a problem. These guys have had no trial events because they don't host big football events here. Yeah. They're not used to having crowds of 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000, which is why having all the ticketing problems, all the problems with food, the whole lot. Do you think they'll improve though throughout the tournament or nah? Maybe. The problem is none of the staff have worked events before. So this is the problem. They're standing up from scratch. Yeah. Do you think, um, oh, you think FIFA would bring in like external providers that come in yeah. to oversee these things? You'd think so, but then oh, who knows? I mean, even small things, you can't even get a match day programme. And I, I know I sound like a tradition, um, traditional fan, but you come to a World Cup, you want a match day programme. Before the game, mate, it was a uh, build-up there, a lot of Welsh fans. Uh, we're up in the... Uh, I wouldn't say the nose, please, because it's every every seat, there's a good seat. Yeah. Um, yeah, see it red everywhere. 
against the Americans. The anthem was popping. You know what? I never knew this, but this, that was the first time the Welsh anthems ever sung at the World Cup because back in 1958, we didn't have an anthem. So, oh, wow, okay. Um, well, I think it was God Save the Queen at mm-hmm. the time anyway. But yeah, uh, pretty emotional start of the game. Um, but yeah, that first half, <laughs> oh gosh. Probably one of the worst halves of football I've seen Wales play, if not any football. And pretty much set the tone for the rest of the game for us, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought tactically Wales just set up wrong again. I think they, they played with a midfield three who just looked like they'd never met each other, never played each other, played <laughs> each other in their life. And then the, the two wide players weren't getting wide enough. They no. kept tucking in. And then you're playing Bale as like a false nine. He looked lost. And so, realistically, I thought, um, you know, you were lucky not to go down a couple in the first half because USA were really good on possession. And I think the worst thing which Wales were trying to do, and it's just silly, is they were trying to play like a top 10 Premier League side. But what they were trying to do is play ball to feet and then just spin out. And I don't think your players have got the ability to to do that. We just didn't look like we were up for it, mate. That's the problem. I I just think tactically it was wrong. So, I think they should have played either five at the back... um, two in the middle and three up top or played 4-4-1-1 with Gareth Bale playing just off Keith Moore to give you a bit of attacking threat um, and two sitting in the midfield and, and two wide players. But um, I think tactically it was wrong. You weren't you weren't overloading parts of the pitch. You weren't moving quickly from tran- from transition to transition. And then, um, yeah, I just don't think you looked threatening in the first half in front of goal. No, we didn't. Um, got to the second half and, yeah, we've... Yeah, we did play well the second half. You know, mm. Keith and Moore came on. He literally changed the game for us. Mm. Um, created a few chances. And then, you know, the penalty came out of nothing, really. And, it, you know, it was a pen, if you look at it. Uh, Bale, he's a man for those moments, isn't he? Like, he, he, he always turns up for us. And, you know, converted an important pen. I don't think any more important pen in his life was that goal there. And, uh, yeah, got the one all there. Maybe could have won that game on a different day. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think second half you, you it's tough because obviously after you scored you sort of get, give it a go. Um, Keith and Moore had a couple of good, you had a couple of good chances from set pieces and whatever. Um, I think if you had another ten minutes in the game, you might have nicked one. Um, it's fair to say. So uh, I think on the balance of things, draw was a fair result. Yeah, it was a fair result. I just hope that <laughs> the next game we you know we start from the first minute, not eightieth minute. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, let's talk about our journey then back from uh, the stadium to the cabin. So how long did it take us to get home? So it took us 90 minutes from leaving the grounds to get on the train. So I'll say that again. It took us 90 minutes from leaving the ground to get on a train. Um, shambolic. Um, and then we got back into Central, had a bit of food. And then so we didn't get back to the cabins till about 3 o'clock, 2.30. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about your mate Nathan. Yeah, so my mate Nathan, he's from uh, 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 Barmouth, which is northwest Wales. Um, he, so he, I know him through the Arsenal. He's a gooner as well. Um, season ticket holder goes to a lot of the home games. And um, so he had travelled out to Dubai and was doing the match day shuttle. So he'd flown in at like 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And then his flight wasn't until like 8 o'clock the next morning or something. It's crazy. So I said to him, I was like, oh, look, mate, you might as well come back to us. And, and so what we ended up doing is getting that little beanbag thing. And just, he, he ended up kipping on our floor for a few hours and then ended up leaving. Bless him. Um, <laughs> it's just a crazy beano, absolute crazy beano. <laughs> oh, fair play to him, mate. I can't believe that. Barmester for the arsehole. Yeah. Jeez, that's commitment there. That's commitment. But yeah, 
a lot of Welsh fans, a lot of football fans in general have made a lot of sacrifices to be here. And um, yeah, just hope that the teams that we support can just, you know, show us that same respect, yeah. you know, and commitment. Um, but anyway, uh, the next day on Tuesday, I went to Lasile, which is the national stadium yeah. here. Brand new spanking stadium, about 80,000 seat stadium. I think it was all up to 90, actually. Mm. And uh, I watched uh, Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. What a brilliant atmosphere. It's, it was electric. Electric, you know, Argentina's allowed anyway, right? But the Saudis, they came in force, mate. It was brilliant. Um, I came to see Messi play, but I ended up watching a, the biggest shock in World Cup history. It was that, that big. No. Do you reckon, do you think that's big, bigger than when France got down by Senegal mm. in 2002? If you think of all the talk before the, the tournament, how Argentina are favourites. I suppose the rankings-wise, they're probably quite far apart, aren't they? Yeah, the, these lot are 51 in the world. Yes. Um, it was big at the time, but I think this is bigger because you think enough. of the, all the hype Argentina have got, expectation of winning this World Cup with Messi, losing yeah. against Saudi Arabia 2-1. Like, I think, yeah, this is bigger. Yeah, But, you know... The first half, all Argentina, they had like three goals disallowed for offside. Messi scored a pen. Mm -hmm. Second half, I'm not sure if you watched the video yet of the French manager. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's man. amazing. Mm -hmm. He grills into them at halftime, like gives them a massive spray at halftime. But, you know, the guys don't understand him because he's got an interpreter. Yeah. So he's saying this one thing in English. Fair play to the translator, though. He gives it the same sort of passion, passion yeah. in, in Arabic. Otherwise, it wouldn't work with it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So anyway, sprays them at half time and then um, they come out firing. They score two goals in like five minutes. Yeah. The second goal, oh, unbelievable finish, isn't it? It was crazy because oh. obviously I, I missed the first half because I was sightseeing and then the second half I managed to, um, second half I, I watched that, I managed to get in somewhere to watch it and I couldn't believe what I was seeing, right? It was just going on. In the pub where I watched it, it was going nuts because you had all the Mexicans with their pre-match party. Then you had like, fans of other teams there they were all going crazy and then Saudi Arabia just like they played like devils they played like speed demons they were like I've never seen anything like it they were just flying in that second half it was like it, it was like it was like the king had all had promised them each like a palace if they won it was just unbelievable like, they promised the Rolls Royce each yeah, they? yeah they, they, they literally played like a team possessed oh, it was brilliant to see and um, it just shows you um what the level of passion can give you, I think, because the, yeah. the, the fans got behind them the second half and the Argentinians are really quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many Argies have, have actually come out here, mate, because there's a lot of plastic Messi fans out there. So I don't know, mate, but from when I was at the ground, a lot of Saudis there, they're just out. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the thing which is nuts, I've never seen that before, like, because no disrespect to Saudi Arabia, they're not exactly a football powering, powerhouse nation, but... I didn't realise how much they loved the football. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the Saudis were going nuts, dancing on the streets, sort of a whole lot. This is the aftermath yeah. stuff. Where, where's Messi? Messi's gone, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and these geezers are at the airport, like, and there's like the plane needed to board in like three. They must have not been um, haram, these guys, because <laughs> the plane was meant to board in like three, in like 25 minutes. They're like, get me a beer. And then the guy, the lady's like, your plane's about to leave. And like, we don't care. We'll get the next plane after it. <laughs> <laughs> the well, these fuckers got money, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't care. Money's yeah. no object to that. And then Edsy asked him the question, was like, are you coming back for the next game? He's like, maybe. And I was like, what about the game after? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're booking their way to the final, mate. Yeah. 
Ah, it's pretty. It's good to see. It's, it, it was experience to be at. Um, never thought I'd get to see Messi play football, yet alone at a World Cup. Um, unfortunately, I jinxed the guy. <laughs> Did you see that post from uh, an Everton fan? Yeah. So Argentina had not lost a game in 36 games. An Everton fan turns up and they lost. <laughs> you got to tell, tell the backstory about how you got the ticket for the game. Oh, yeah. So um, I woke up on, I think it was Sunday, Sunday morning with the Jitters. Because um, I've been trying to get tickets for this game for six weeks. I ain't joking, six weeks. I've been staying up late on the resale, just could never get in because I've bought to buy the tickets. Anyway, come to oh Sunday morning, I, I went to queue in the ticket um, center for like an hour. I was like, oh, fuck this, I'm going back to the cabins. And yeah, I woke up last, I said, oh, I need, to, I need to buy this ticket. Should I buy this ticket? And I can't remember what the, the cost was on, on StubHub um, or via GoGo or whatever it was. It was extortionate amount. I nearly bought it too. Nearly bought it too. And I was like, nah, like, <laughs> keep calm. It'll be right. And I think, where were we when I bought it? We were walking back from the supermarket, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So walking back from the supermarket, which is in the cabins, and uh, the ticket comes on resale. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes, bro. I've been trying for six weeks for this ticket. I, oh, got, I, said, it. I, I got it for like $300 in the yeah, end. It was, yeah. it was it was face value. Yeah, yeah. I kept saying to Eddie, don't worry, a ticket will pop up. Don't worry, a ticket will pop up. Ah, oh, mate. It just shows like, yeah, you've got to keep your um, keep your cool, don't you? Keep your nerve, yeah. <laughs> but brilliant game. I'm so glad I went. Um, you're going to get to go there next Monday mm. for Portugal, Uruguay. It's a great stadium, but you'll be equally frustrated, I think, with getting mm. in. Yeah. Oh, talking about getting in, I helped about a dozen people get yeah. into that stadium. Because all these guys, like, because I knew the hack right yeah. from the day before, you know, go to the ticket booth yeah. and just hang on the wall. Then you, eventually your ticket will work. All these people queuing up for nothing. I was like, and, not, and the, star, the staff haven't got a scooby do. Nah, At least with England and Iran, you had staff in front of the box yeah. saying, "I'll help you." Yeah, yeah. There was no one to help, and there was like two ticket um, booths open and a huge queue about Crazy, fifty people. And um, yeah, I just felt sorry for this like this Indian guy with his family. I was like, oh, "Where you come from? Oh, Chennai." I was like, okay, I'll, I'll help these guys out. Anyway, so I helped these guys out before I'm, like, my ticket wasn't even working. Yeah. Before, so I was helping this guy out with his family. I said, look, just hang up there, turn your phone off and on like three times, mm-hmm. turn your Bluetooth on, make sure your data's on, and it will work. It will eventually work. And he was there for a good half an hour. This other dude comes up to me. I tell him the hack. It works for him straight Crazy, away. Anyway, the, the Indian guy from Chennai finally got in, gave me a massive hug. I was like, sweet, he's on his way. Like half an hour to kick off, and I'm not fucking in yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, eventually my ticket worked, and yeah, got to go in. But look, this whole thing with the ticket Bluetooth nonsense—they just, just got to get rid of it. Why can't they give us, you know, tickets, paper tickets, or at least email the tickets to us? Yeah, I mean that's it. It's, the reason they hate emailing tickets is because obviously of um, people scamming. Because mm. obviously screenshots and then send it round. It's um, it's a tough one. I mean, I can understand why they've done it um, because obviously it's easy for them. But I, I don't really know. I don't really know what the solution is personally. I mean, all the major, all, a lot of events now, it's all on your mobile, isn't it? So, all right, mate. Um, we're going to head off tonight. What are we, we going to do tonight then? What's the plan? We're going to uh, watch some games. Yeah, some great games on tonight. So, we've got Germany versus Japan, oh. which is a big game. And then obviously, you've got Spain who are playing. 
Um, and so obviously Spanish have been bigged up, so it'd be great to watch them. So yeah, Spain, got, Costa Rica tonight. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. So a few few beers um, and yeah, a bit of a bit of food. Uh, sweet, uh, nice to get hopefully get some proper food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll see how we go. I think that's it. There, I'm gonna head out and enjoy uh, the sights of Dubai. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you again. Have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving.